0: You're listening to Comedy Central. My grandson prefers monster trucks. He's not a big fan of racing vehicles. It's very loud. Ah, welcome to CP Time, the only show that's for the culture. Today, we'll be discussing black race car drivers. And I know people don't often associate black people with racing but these days we've got plenty of them. Bubba Wallace, Chase Austin, Tyrese and Fast and the Furious. But their success would not be possible without the black race car drivers of the past. Drivers like the Trailblazers of the Atlanta Stock Car Club. The ASCC was a black driving league that was holding races back when NASCAR was just a gleam in a white man's eye. That's right, black people have been driving fast even before NASCAR and it's a big part of our history and culture. Although apparently that is not an acceptable excuse to get out of a speeding ticket. I don't care if they was in a school zone. Them kids need to keep their head on a swivel. Kiss my ass. In the 1940s and 50s, the ASCC held races all across the Southeast in front of thousands of black fans. Can you imagine that? A stadium in Georgia full of cheering black fans. Because the Atlanta Falcons can't but racing was still a segregated sport until one driver broke the racing color barrier, Wendell Scott, who was not only the first African American to compete in NASCAR full time, but also John C. Riley's real father. Your secret is safe with me, John. Shake and bake. Unfortunately, Scott's career was blighted by racism. He wasn't allowed to race at certain speedways, And one time he won a race by a full two laps, but the trophy was given to the white runner up because NASCAR officials didn't want a black man kissing a white beauty queen in front of an all white crowd. But if you ask me, who needs a white beauty queen anyway? You already won pride. Pride for yourself and pride for all black folk. Plus, you can always meet that beauty queen at the bar after the race. Finally, we must discuss Willie T. Ribbs, the first African-American to qualify for the prestigious Indianapolis 500, and a man whose name I cannot say without getting a hankering for some barbecue. And qualifying for the Indy 500 wasn't easy for Mr. Ribbs. Mm. Mm, hmm. First off, he had to find out where Indiana was, which isn't easy for a black man, and even worse, like many black drivers, he didn't have as much money as white drivers. It's hard to compete against fully funded indie teams when your pit crew is just a bottle of fix a flat in your back seat. But Willie got his break when he joined cart racing in a vehicle partially financed by none other than Bill Cosby. Although knowing what we know now, Cosby may have been less interested in making ribs a sports icon and more interested in making him a getaway driver. And while Willie T. Ribs never ended up getting first in the Indy 500, he won where it mattered, in here, his wallet, because even runners up still get prize money. It is thanks to these pioneers that we have the black racing stars of today, like Lewis Hamilton, one of the most successful international racers of all time, that's right. International. Willie T. Ribs was called the N-word, but Lewis Hamilton gets called the N-word in 12 different languages across five different continents. That's progress. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Roy Wood Jr. And this has been CP Time. And remember, we're the culture. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got some driving to do myself. Straight to a barbecue pit to get these ribs on. These aren't racing gloves, these are barbecue gloves. I bought them Falcon season tickets and then they got rid of Julio Jones. These mother- The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.